Welcome to the Lesson Plan Podcast, where we'll explore the latest trends, best practices, and innovative ideas in higher education. I'm your host, Dr. Clive Forrester, and I'm excited to bring you insights and inspiration from leading educators, researchers, and experts in the field. Whether you're a teacher, administrator, or education enthusiast, this podcast is for you. So get ready to learn, grow, and be inspired on the Lesson Plan Podcast with Dr. Clive Forrester. I still remember my very first conference presentation as if it were yesterday. The year was summer 2002 and the location was the Society for Caribbean Linguistics 13 Biennial Conference at the University of West Indies, St. Augustine Campus. I was barely out of my undergraduate degree and transitioning into the Masters in Linguistics, so you could imagine my anxiety to present my work among all these distinguished linguists in the field. The late great Professor Mervyn Allain was the moderator for my panel and he introduced me to the gathering as a new graduate student in the linguistics department. This easily counts as one of my most memorable conferences and even though my presentation wasn't anything groundbreaking, I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. And this is why what I'm about to say next might surprise you. Attending an academic conference can potentially be a colossal waste of time. When a researcher gets accepted to attend a conference and present their research, they usually have a clear idea of what they intend to accomplish. Present their paper, gain invaluable feedback, hear the latest cutting-edge research in the field, network, and maybe even get dibs on a new job opening. The truth, though, is that things rarely go as planned, and you could spend a good five days at one of these conferences and accomplish fuck all. But how could this be? For one, it's quite common that researchers attend conferences with half-baked ideas. This is possible when the review process for proposals isn't too rigorous. The researcher is essentially trying to test out a new idea, which is a good thing, but they didn't think it through. When you add this to the fact that academics have some of the worst presentation skills, what you end up with is an insufferable presentation. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a presenter open a 45-slide PowerPoint for a 20-minute presentation and then speed through a mished-moshed word salad of technical academic terms. It's truly torturous. Now, Imagine having to sit through 10 such presentations a day for five days. Presentation fatigue would set in well before day five, which explains why many of these presentations are delivered to near empty rooms. In the end, you don't get the feedback you hoped for since the handful of persons attending your panel are dealing with mental exhaustion. Networking opportunities are usually limited since each conference day is usually a full 9 to 5 work day. And at the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is to talk about work. And if there is a job opening advertised at the conference, you can bet you're not the only one desperate to get it. 
Academia is notorious for harboring the chronically underemployed. At the end of the conference, you might be left wondering what was the point of this all. There are, however, a few things you could do to avoid totally wasting your time this conference season. And I share these suggestions as someone who's organized conferences, presented at conferences, died of boredom at conferences, and managed to feel highly accomplished at conferences. So, here are my four tips. Number one, consider skipping this conference season altogether. You heard that correctly. If you haven't already sent out your abstracts, stop and think whether you truly need to. If you're an early career academic, like one to five years post-PhD, a publication or two this summer would be far more valuable than twice that amount of conferences. I know it's hard to turn down the chance to spend the university's time on airfare and accommodation to the exotic locations of this year's conferences, especially since it's your only hope at a vacation. But if you remove the chaos of conference season, you might get a chance to turn your presentation into a proper publication. Number two, if you really want feedback, ask specific attendees. This might seem like you're being a bit too forward, but it may be the only way to get useful feedback. The Q&A at the end of your presentation is short and doesn't give attendees a chance to fully consider the points of your talk. A better idea might be to either A, send them your paper or presentation ahead of the talk, or B, ask them to comment on a specific part of your presentation during the question and answer. Number three, network purposefully. Resist the temptation to merely catch up with friends without expanding your network. Sure, international conferences might be your only chance to see some of your colleagues and friends in your discipline, but you also want to meet new folks and see in what ways their research interests might overlap with your own. This might mean seeking out an attendee based on their abstract and connecting with them while at the conference rather than waiting until afterwards. Once a conference ends, everyone is going back to their too busy to care schedules. And finally, attend social events. If you're at a conference that doesn't have at least one social event, you might need to organize one with a couple of the attendees. Social gatherings are a great opportunity to get to know conference attendees on a personal level in a relaxed, unstructured setting. This might be your only chance to talk to attendees about something other than their research. And even though that is the case, quite a few research collaborations are established at the conference dinner dance. Unless you're certain you'll be bored to tears, you really should miss it. And that's it for today's lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own teaching practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help this podcast reach more educators like you. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future topics, please reach out on social media or through my website. 
Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time on Lesson Plan. 